Every day you wake up to something new Whether that be a challenge or a new opportunity And let me tell you, that's a great thing Now you gon' have some battles You'll get your wins and you'll have your losses But no matter the outcome, there's always light at the end of the tunnel Alright, let's go Grinding every day cause I gotta get it Waking from my dream cause I'm trying to live it Make my own lane, don't care if I fit in If I want something I do it, no I'm never quitting now Honor my path, reaching my goals no matter how Bring on the wrath, promise ain't nothing gon' knock me down Tell me can you feel the vibe yet? This the encouraged mindset and welcome to Encourage Mindset. Happy Thursday, December 9th, 2021. We are nearing the end of the year. And once again, I just want to have a special guest on today. And we have Jeff Kozatek. It is awesome to have you, Jeff. I think I might have botched your last name after I pronounced it good the first time. (laughs) No, you got it, man. Knocked it out of the park. Kozatek totally nailed it. And thanks for having me on the show. Awesome. So today, Jeff, I just kind of want to introduce you to our audience. We're going to dive into some questions about mindset, motivation, maybe boosting some confidence levels. But ultimately, we kind of know who, we kind of want to know who you are on this show. So if you want to introduce yourself to everybody and kind of give us a rundown of your story. Sure. Uh, well, uh, you know, the business owner that runs around crazy is always working, exhausted, uh, can't set the phone down often feels guilty taking time off. You know that guy? Or that I do, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I help them uh, navigate that by uh, confidently facing change and sharpening their focus with the superpower ability of not yes. It's awesome. Uh, but mostly, all of this stuff I do is a result of a 20-plus year career in entertainment that allowed me to cross paths with all different kinds of people and see one issue that uh, knew no discrimination, and that was uh, worth and identity. And I, after seeing hundreds of thousands of people every year wrestle with where they find that, uh, I thought I could either do something to help uh, or I could just stay in my lane and uh, entertain and educate. So I switched. I got certified to do life and leadership coaching with the Values Conversation and the John Maxwell team. I joined the National Speakers Association. And so now I speak and coach and write books and and have a podcast as well. Perfect. That sounds awesome. Uh, This is a podcast. So it sounds like you are on an awesome journey of life. So congratulations for that. (laughs) Thank you. It it feels good. But. I kind of want to dive into that. You said you you have your own podcast. You said you do speak. Uh, you are a speaker. I think a big concern nowadays is the fear of public speaking. So how did you kind of overcome that? I hear that a lot. Everybody's worried about public speaking. But I started speaking on stage in front of large groups when I was four. And I've just never gone back. So... I don't really know how I overcame it because that wasn't an issue for me. Uh, My issue is singing solo publicly or or dancing while people are watching. Those are things I'm still wrestling with. (laughs) You think you're a pretty good dancer, Jeff? No, no, I don't. 
<laughs> if you were to get out there today, would you think you'd make some pretty good laughs going on? Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely turn some heads. That is for sure. Now I can do a mean electric slide and uh, the cha-cha slide. I got that. I got that. But the other stuff, mm, not so much. What about the <laughs> macarena? Come on, that's a simple one. I, I can do the macarena. I can do the the whip nay nay. You know, I, I got a few things in there, but it's best that, um, you know, the old saying, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Just because I could dance in front of other people that are living doesn't mean that's a good idea. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you are pretty, pretty eventful to be around. So I'm sure maybe one day I can see some of the <laughs> You know, so, so so to go back to your question, it's not a fear of speaking is not something that I've ever wrestled with. But from what I can tell, it seems to come from a concern of failing publicly. And 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 that's something I can relate to with the dancing. That's something I can relate to with the singing. Uh, when you're speaking, if it's all about you, then then that focus, I think, really jumps into high gear. But if you're out there speaking to help somebody else, uh, to equip somebody else, to empower them, to encourage them, then it's not about you at all. It's about serving the the people in, in the audience. And I think that that can take a lot of the a lot of the pressure off. Because if if the focus is on yourself, then you're not going to connect with your audience. Yeah, yeah, I I really agree with that. And I think a lot of people struggle to be uncomfortable they think when they get uncomfortable okay i'm done i need to go back to where i was before when i was either comfortable with either it was dancing or talking or singing or doing a project or a group assignment or you're in your work life and you're doing something through that i think a lot of people just like to be comfortable and they don't like to be tested (laughs) no typically people don't they like things to stay the same uh, and, and comfortable. But unfortunately, that's just not how life works. Yeah. Usually. So with that kind of being said, I do want to track into a couple of questions because I think this one kind of flows perfectly. And if you could kind of offer one piece of advice about beginning, changing habits, starting fresh, what do you think it would be? Man, I, you know, I've been thinking about this and I really, uh, in America, we live in a culture that, that equates your identity and worth to either your performance or your property, or even the circumstances that you overcame or, or are trying to overcome. So I would suggest if you are just starting out, um, uh, whether it's, whether it's in a, in a relationship or if it's in a new business venture or a new job or a new stage of life, uh, to make sure that your identity and worth is rooted in not the performance, but you, the person. That's, that's huge because then, you know, the, what you do can change, uh, what you own, what you have access to your relationships, all that can change, but you don't, your foundation, stays solid and allows you to pivot when you need to pivot. So I would say that's a, that's a big step. Number one, make sure that that's your foundation. Um, and number two, uh, start small, 
<laughs> don't go don't go big right away because you're going to make mistakes. Oftentimes we we plan things out and it's got to be perfect, right? Like I'm going to go do this and everything's going to line up and I'm going to make millions of dollars and everybody's going to know me and I'm going to have the perfect relationship and and the perfect kids cuz there'll be robots that won't actually be human. Um, you know, all of, all of this stuff. But the the reality is we're going to make a mistake. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. So if we start small and we can make a lot of mistakes fast, then the impact of those mistakes aren't going to be huge. Uh, they're not going to be crippling or, or destroying so that we can learn from those mistakes and then continue to grow and then not have to learn those mistakes at the sacrifice of of others, the, the people that we're managing or we're working with or the people that depend on us. So start small, allow yourself to make the mistake and make sure that your foundation is rooted in who you are, not in what you do. I love that answer. Um, not much else yes. to kind of, not much else to kind of really elaborate on, but I think what's really essential is small leaps can then equal to big changes. I think that is a gist of a small summary of what you said, but <laughs> that is really good. And I can't really yeah. further on that. Well, uh, in my book, I talk about the habit of stacking pebbles. You know, oftentimes we're so focused on the big wins that we forget the little things, the little things about, uh, for example, showing up when we say we're going to show up, uh, when we make a decision that aligns with our values that we stand on our values and, and maybe choose to, to go left instead of going right. Um, sometimes if we're engaging a relationship with somebody and it's a moment of crisis or, or significant challenge, uh, it can be easy to lose sight of our values and who we are and get sucked into some kind of a road rage type reaction. Uh, but if in the middle of that, we can stop and then come back to our core values and, and who we are and then re-engage from a response perspective, not a reaction perspective. Uh, that's, that's a win. And, and if we can stack those wins, those pebbles, I use pebbles specifically because I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a ridiculous word. Pebbles are so small. I'm not talking about boulders. I'm not talking about rocks. I'm not, I'm talking about little bitty, little bitty pebbles. And, and all those things I just mentioned are uh, like pebbles. And if you stack enough of those, like what you're talking about, pretty soon you're going to have a wall, you're going to have a, a hill, uh, a mountain, and you may be doing amazing things. And um, I think to pay attention to those uh, to those little wins along the way uh, can can turn the ship. Yeah, I've heard multiple people use multiple different things to kind of create an analogy. So pebbles is one I've heard. I've heard of sticks uh, turning into branches, turning into bigger trees, and I've heard so many different things. What? Wait, 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 wait. Tell me about the stick thing. I haven't heard that. Okay, so it starts off as, like, sticks. So, like, I don't know, sticks are usually skinny. They fall off a tree. They're yay big, so not the biggest uh -huh. thing. So that's kind of where your pebble came into place. And then people will be saying how there's branches. I don't really know the full analogy that well, so I'm just trying to do a quick overview. But there's gotcha. branches, 
um, that are bigger than sticks, obviously. And that means you're more sturdier. Like what you're doing well is going better. Um, you're accomplishing what you need to, you're stronger, you're with, you're, you're on the tree. And then there's you pretty much being the tree, which you're in the ground, you're brave, you're courageous, you're standing firm, you're standing tall, you, your head is high. Um, I don't know if you ever seen this video, but uh, there's a video of some basketball player. Uh, he made a really poor play. He was on UCLA, and then his head was down, and then his teammate lifted up his head. So that was kind of a video that they kind of talked about that really showcased how he was a, a tree figure, um, and he was picking up his branch. So, or he was picking up his stick or branch or whichever one it was. Yeah, but yeah. There, there's that analogy that I've heard in the past. Gotcha. I, I that that's awesome. I really like that analogy. Um, <laughs> and if I can go back to the pebbles thing for just a second, because the the stick analogy you're talking about sounds like. Uh, growing and developing and you start here and then you're getting bigger and then you're holding responsibility for all these branches and, and everything else. Uh, with the pebble analogy, that's more like, like, uh, I think it was micro habits. I don't think I read, I don't think it was atomic habits. Anyway, uh, I read a book about, uh, working out and how a lot of times we want to work out, but the, the, getting ready, then driving to the gym, then going through the the workout at the gym while everybody's watching you dance <laughs> or work out, uh, and then being home and then having a shower and get ready. Like that's a big commitment. And a lot of people aren't ready to take that big step. And so the concept was, if you want to work out, start small, make it super easy, low barrier to entry, just roll over and do a push-up. And, and if you make the, the habit or the goal really small, then they're really easy to achieve. And then if you do enough of them, as long as you're down there, you might think, well, maybe I can just wrap out two or maybe, okay, well now I'm feeling really good. Maybe I'll do five or maybe I'll do 10, but you're starting small and building those small habits to really gain momentum. And the habits can stay small uh, or they can, they can get bigger, but the goal is to pay attention to the small things to start doing bigger things. So it's not so much about personal growth and development as it is paying attention to the little wins along the way. Because I think a lot of times we can get distracted and think, man, my business should be so much bigger than it is right now. Uh, Or I wanted to close this deal, but I didn't. But then we miss all the little wins or all the little pebbles along the way and we just throw that out. And that has value and worth. And that can seriously add a lot of personal motivation if we pay attention to them and and recognize those. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. I think I, I kind of fall along those lines of the struggling to get to the gym. So I personally have a planet fitness membership. Um, I paid extra for the the $20 one where you can work out at any other planet fitness in the United States or whatever it is. Um, Mm -hmm. Just because, I mean, I go back and forth from home in college, but it's still like, hey, like you're you're paying twenty dollars for this. Come on, you gotta go. You gotta go. And right. I think oftentimes, like I do fail. I don't go to the gym, and so I tried to start small this past week, where it's like, just hop in the car, say you're gonna go, and go. 
And if you're there for 10 minutes, you're there for 10 minutes. If you're there for 20 minutes, you're there for 20 minutes. But as long as you go in, scan your ID, and you walked in there, I would consider that partially a win. (laughs) Yeah. So far, when I, every time I've done that, I've stayed 45 minutes. I've stayed what I needed to do. So it's just as long as I can kind of get there. It was pebbles, man. Pebbles. But that kind of falls into our next question with this pebbles and failing and trying to get over those little pebbles to create. Uh, maybe the next one is how do you motivate yourself to get work done after trying many things and failing over and over again? (laughs) That's a great question. And the answer is reminding myself that I am not my performance. That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. It's not supposed to be a complex answer. So, (laughs) well, I mean, I mean, think about it, right? Like if you're, if you're making a mistake, um, whether other people know it or not, typically people don't enjoy making mistakes. It just doesn't feel good. Um, and when we equate our identity and our worth to what we do, um, and then we make a mistake, every mistake or every shortcoming or every challenge is a personal attack because it's directly impacting our identity, our worth, and that does not feel good. And it's only a matter of time uh, before you can, before you, before you just quit. Uh, when I was working as an actor, you would face, or I would face a lot of rejection. You go on audition after audition and it was no, 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 no. And then finally you get a yes. And you're like, great, I got a job that pays. Um, the only way that I think you can weather stuff like that, that constant rejection, the constant defeat is to remember uh, to not take it personal. It's not, it's not always about you. Um, and to remember who you are. I love Seth Godin's book, The Icarus Deception, when he talks about how you are the artist, you're not the art. And if you care about Uh, If other people care about your art and they don't like it, you can go out and make new art tomorrow. Uh, If the art that you make needs to be one thing and it's not today, you can try again tomorrow. On the other hand, if what other people think about your art doesn't matter, then you don't have to change anything, right? Because it's not about you. It's about, it's about what you did. And so I think that's, that's helped me weather things from a performance standpoint. And then also from a, uh, from a, a, a business standpoint, when I'm uh, making a deal or, you know, trying a, a new marketing tactic or a new sales tactic, if it doesn't work, I can just try something else because it's not, it's not me. It comes from who I am, but does not define who I am. Yeah, I'll definitely have to rewind a couple of minutes in this podcast to kind of re-listen to that quote. I really liked that. Um, but talking about that i kind of struggled as well with the no 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 it's when you yeah when i've applied for internships and stuff like that it's like oh no your your resume or no like you didn't do too hot in the interview no 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 and i feel like a lot of people get those rejections they'll get them like you said auditioning you'll see them in sales you'll see it for applying for jobs you just kind of see that all over the place and i think it really tends to hurt people's mental health with all this no, 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 because a lot of people 
do take it personally. And they're like, yeah. what am I doing wrong? Like, what is wrong with me? And I think that's something that a lot of people needed to hear is don't try to take it personal. <laughs> it sounds so simple, right? Just yeah, don't no. do that. Yeah. But I, I got to tell you, when I was working in casting and, and on the producing side of things, and I'd have people come in and audition, or I worked, uh, actually worked in casting for a while, working on TV commercials and films and stuff. And you would see actors come in and they would do a really good job, but maybe they reminded the producer or the director of an ex and they're like, you know, nope, it's not going to happen. Or they just, they just didn't like uh, the sound of their voice. It wasn't that they did a bad job. They just didn't like that. Or, or they came in and they did an audition and the director had just ate something for lunch that was, let's just say the director was counting down the minutes to go to the bathroom. And so the director really wasn't paying attention during the audition and, and missed a great performance. And then they didn't get the job. Um, or, or for whatever reason, they, uh, they want to hire somebody that looks this way and not that way. And so most of the rejection that I saw in entertainment specifically was not personal. It was just, it's just a uh, well. I don't. I don't know what. What would you call that? It's just. It's just the fit just wasn't there, for whatever reason. But it wasn't about. Uh, typically, it wasn't about an actor's performance. Sometimes it was personal about how an actor looked, or sounded. But uh, most of the time, people didn't get the job because of because of other reasons. And I think that same principle, like you said, and apply to. Uh, applications for for jobs for internships um there's so many other variables at play and we don't even know about them and when we don't know about those other variables uh, it's really easy to connect dots and make a picture and oftentimes we don't make we don't make a picture that makes us feel good yeah and i think a lot of people when they get those rejections they'll consider those setbacks and sometimes uh, when you do have these setbacks, you kind of want to find a way to regain your ground. And I think a question that I want to ask for you is, how do you sustain self-motivation when you suffer a setback toward your goals? At the end of my book, I have a habit called hashtag wash your brain. I think that's really, really important. Hashtag wash your brain. Zig Ziglar was this really famous keynote speaker and did a whole bunch of other amazing things. And he's quoted as saying, you know, you wash your hands once. Do you need to wash them again? The answer, Ethan, is what? No. Yes. Yes. No. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Yes. yes. You, of course you wash your hands again because your hands will get, starts with a D, yeah. they'll get dirty. Right. Same thing with your teeth. We're going to assume that everybody listening to the podcast on this beautiful Thursday uh, brushed their teeth this morning. And so the question is, will they have to brush their teeth again? The answer is yes. OK, now I see what you're yes! saying. Got it. Right. You got to brush them again because the teeth will get. They'll get dirty. They will get dirty. The same thing with our brains. Right. Uh, we we got to we got to wash our brain, remind ourselves of our of our worth, you know, where our identity comes from. Uh, what our values are, what our uh, vision and mission is, uh, you know, reminding ourselves of that. And then, you know, <laughs> uh, 
step out and we try stuff, but then we're going to get hit up with all these messages of, you know, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. Uh, this didn't work or that didn't work. Uh, and it's like plaque that builds up on our brain. And if we just keep listening to those messages, and then if we take that next step and start connecting dots to make a picture that doesn't actually exist, uh, we're going to get demotivated. We're not going to want to step out and do anything. We'll just stay where it's comfortable, like what we were talking about earlier, and then and then we don't move. So we have to hashtag wash our brain, get all that plaque off by reminding ourselves of who we are, what we value, what our vision and mission is. The second part to that for sustainability is having a really good team. <laughs> Habit 26 from the book is fellowship. And it's this idea that you need to surround yourself with four key positions. And if you have each of these positions full, um, then, then you've got sustainability because there will come a time when your motivation will drop and you won't want to take the next step. You won't want to get out of bed. Uh, and if you are left alone, if you're isolated, uh, a rock, an island, as Simon and Garfunkel would say, then you're going to be stuck for a long time. But if you've got a team around you that they can see when, you, when you've dropped your image, and by image, I mean understanding worth, values, identity, and purpose, uh, they can come alongside you and hold that image for you when you can't or don't want to hold it yourself. They can encourage you along the way. They can equip you. They can uh, advocate for you. Um, and then they can help you see blind spots that you don't, don't know about. Uh, they can challenge you and they can offer that, that judgment-free space to process and move forward. So if you've got that team and you're washing your brain with the truth of who you are, uh, that's how I personally uh, weather the storm. If I don't have a team, that's when I'm in trouble. Yeah, I think I think I need to go wash my brain or maybe my hands since I botched that one. Wow, <laughs> that was brutal. Um, but yeah, awesome answer. I love that. I think a lot of people just, I don't know, what, what would you kind of consider washing your brain? Are you saying just go relax, go do a hobby, um, go watch Netflix? What do you kind of say is wash your brain? Maybe meditate, do something you like. So when I'm coaching people, I help them clarify what their personal compass is. And that compass is what we call the image, understanding their worth on a scale of zero to 10. You're a 10, no matter what. You are, you're, your worth as a human being is always full all the time, regardless of your behavior, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of how other people treat you. So understanding that, understanding what you value personally, professionally, relationally, understanding what you're here to do and how you're going to do it, or as Simon Sinek would call that your why. Um, that compass, uh, for me, when I wash my brain, I go back to my compass and I read it and I remind myself of who I am and what I'm all about. Um, in addition, you know, I've, I've got some other... Um, I follow uh, Jim Rohn on Instagram, or I guess not Jim, but his account. Uh, and so I'm, I get some other affirmations and, and words of encouragement there. Um, so I do that. And then I also have people in my life that I know I can call when I'm down uh, that will encourage me and point me back to that compass. So that's, that's how I do it. 
And I listen to music. Really like music. Oh, I love music. What do you What do you like to listen to? Are you a big pop guy? Are you jazz? Are you country? Are you oldies? What are you kind of into? Uh, I'm very eclectic. I like just about anything. I used to say anything except for country, but I think I think that's changing, which is really weird to say publicly on a podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of all over the place. Uh, Led Zeppelin, uh, Avi Kaplan, um, Lecrae. Uh, oh, Lecrae is very good. Right? Uh, we used yeah. to box. I was in a boxing gym for a while, and, and uh, Lecrae's turnt came on, and I was like, dude. <laughs> and so I talked to the owner afterwards. I'm like, you know. And he's like, yeah, I know. It's like, like that's, that's cool. All right. Yeah. So you kind of brought up books and podcasts a little bit today. Uh, I just kind of wanted to ask, what book or podcast would you recommend helping someone find their motivation, <laughs> their mindset? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, you know, I I, I got to give props to Seth Godin's book, The Icarus Deception. Uh, that's that's phenomenal. The whole idea that you are the artist, not the art, is totally in line with what I do. Uh, the other book I would recommend is Blueprint for Value. 52 Habits to Discover and Strengthen Your Personal Worth, written by me. <laughs> I, I know. But see, I, I wrote that book because, like, I love, I love Seth Godin's book, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. awesome. It's got several hundred pages, and it's great. I love Angela uh, Duxworth's book on grit. It's fantastic. Several hundred pages. Uh, Amy Cuddy's got a great book called Presence. Several hundred pages. Um, you've got Simon Sinek and, and his, his many books on why, several hundred pages. Uh, Charles Duhigg and um, uh, what, what was it? Was it The Habits? He's got a habit book, several hundred pages. Like all these are great books. And, and Carol DeWick on Mindset, great book. And guess what, Ethan? Several hundred pages. Several hundred pages. These are awesome books to read when I'm feeling great. But if I'm feeling down and, and I'm not seeing my or I'm not feeling my worth and, and I'm struggling, I wanted a quick pick me up, something to quickly adjust my mindset, get back on track and get back in, in, into the fight. So 52 habits is one habit per page, 120 words or less. So it's, it can be a real quick reminder in the moment to help get you back up on track. And then if you want to do a deeper dive on one of those, you can look at any of those other books that I mentioned. Perfect. That sounds good. I definitely am going to have to check out your book. Is it on Amazon? Where, where are you kind of putting it It on? is. If you go to blueprintforvalue.com, all one word, blueprintforvalue.com, you can purchase the ebook or the paperback and it's got the links to the uh, to the Amazon site, so you can do that. Perfect. I'll have to check that out. And if you're listening, check that out as well. Jeff, it has been awesome to have you. Anything else you kind of want to share with us today? Man. Maya Angelou was once quoted as saying, people will not, uh, they, they're not going to remember what you say or how you say it. They will remember how you make them feel. That feeling comes from the state of your heart. And that heart piece, that is directly tied 
to your identity and your source of worth. I fundamentally believe you will not see worth in somebody else beyond what you see in yourself. You might find what they do to be worthy. You might find the circumstances that they overcame to be worthy, but you won't see worth in the human being. So it's really important that we get our heart right uh, to stand on that foundation that says we are a 10 no matter what, so that we can see the 10 and the people in front of us, that we can be motivated to take that next step uh, to give, to serve, uh, to come alongside support and encourage. And um, yeah, I, I just think that's that's the game changer. So hashtag wash your brain. You are now, have always been, and will always be a 10. And wash your hands multiple times. <laughs> with soap, with soap. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure to have you, Jeff. Thank you very much for coming on and sharing your knowledge with everybody listening today, but also myself. I think I've learned a lot. Definitely have to replay through this episode. So thank you very much for your time. Have a hot, uh, like have a great holiday season and uh, hopefully we can stay in touch. Well, thanks, man. It's an honor, a privilege. I appreciate the opportunity to share and happy holidays to you too. Let's definitely keep it going. Day until your dreams coming true, yeah. Grinding every day until your dreams coming true, yeah. Grinding every day until your dreams coming true. Wanna make it happen? Well, it all starts with you. Start with flipping the mentality, making visions reality. Screw all the practicality, wasn't meant for normality. Time to unlike the beast, so bring out all of your savagery. All in every day, how it has to be.